Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is back to school. Joshua 2415b says, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The wind is changing today. The lazy days of summer sunshine have come to an end, and I feel a cooler breeze blowing in the windows of my family room. I watched as my daughter piled items for her classroom into the corner and plopped down into our big, comfy green chair. Her hair was pulled up tightly in a rubber binder, and her face looks tired as she lets out a deep sigh. Soon she begins another year at the elementary school as an art teacher. She begins by reciting some of the projects of her upcoming day, and I can see her worry begin as she thinks about driving the long trip, dropping the baby off at daycare, and preparing for endless hours of kids, scissors, crayons, and paintbrushes. Mom, she exclaimed, last year was tough. Juggling everything with school and family, it's just not easy. Coming home exhausted only to get up and start all over again. At least I can be thankful for a great husband and baby and your help, Mom. And I looked at her and remembered days from long ago in my own childhood and the help I received from my mother. My siblings and I would push into the front hall, dropping our books and bags and groaning about the day's experiences. My mother always leaned down, kissed us, and said, Well, you're home now. Those familiar words started trickling out of my mouth before I knew what I was saying. Well, honey, you're home now. I told my child, trying to offer comfort as I poured her a big glass of fresh-brewed tea, and the one day a week where I help out and babysit granddaughter Cordelia, you can count on me to say those same words that Grandma said. You're home now. Today's children are getting psyched up or psyched out for the startup of school days. Once again, you find yourself at Walmart or Target throwing glue sticks and pencils, binders and notebooks into your cart. You're asking yourself, where in the world did the summer go? As a mother of three girls who now have their own children, I cannot emphasize enough that this world is changing. And we may have thought that we had it tough, but it's more and more difficult with every passing day for our children and our grandchildren. Today's generation is bombarded with technology to make the world faster and better. They live in the whirlwind of what next? They're pushed into the fast pace outside that leaves their heads swimming and their hearts wide open. Outside voices tell them they'll never measure up. They'll have to look like something to be someone. They'll have to have the latest, greatest tools to keep up with everyone else. And there is no black or white, it's only gray in decision-making. And the sad thing is, these pressures are trickling down to younger and younger children every day. Let your home be a safe haven. If that same child who's facing the troubles of the day has a loving mom or dad who welcomes them at the door with a, your home now, it brings comfort to the soul. And that will be a more healthy, well-rounded child. Today on Your Best with Kathy Weckworth, I want to introduce to you one of my childhood friends, one of my favorite childhood friends, Alice Falk. Alice worked as a crime analyst for the West Des Moines Police Department for many years and currently serves as a legislative fiscal analyst. Alice, those are really big titles. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kathy. 
I'm so glad to have you here. It's just fun to have people from my past. So thanks for joining me. Well, today we're talking about back to school. It's that time of year that kids are dreading and moms are jumping up and down. They're so excited for Parents are starting to feel that pressure of juggling everything. And Alice, one of the things that we just don't think about very often is just that safety of our children. And Mm -hmm. one of the stories that I I know you've written for our Your Best magazine, um, I loved the story about Mary as a little child, and I just wanted to know, can you start us off by sharing that? Because I think that that's such a beneficial thing when our kids are just with us one minute and gone the next. So share that story. I will. Um, It was one of the uh, experiences in my life that scared me down to my core. Um, I had Mary, who was just two, and a newborn, um, Andrew, and we had gone to um, Iowa State University to attend a parade on their campus. Um, I was with a group of friends, had a double stroller with both kids in them, um, in the stroller, uh, got to where we were going to sit and watch the parade, took Mary out of the double stroller and set her down on the ground, turned around, got a blanket, and put that down on the ground, turned around and got Andrew, and then said, where's Mary? In the space of, it had to have been like 10, 15 seconds. She had completely disappeared. We were surrounded by people, and I assumed that she was standing next to someone that she thought was me, and um, in a in a minute, minute or two, she would realize it wasn't me and, and start crying. Um, when that didn't happen, then panic really started to set in, and uh, we began looking for her and asking people if if, um, if they had seen her. Fortunately, uh, within about 10 minutes, um, we did find her for some reason that is still unknown to me today. She had decided at that moment to run off, whether she thought we were at a park and thought she could go find the swings, um, I we will never know. But it was one of the most scariest um, experiences of my life and probably scarred it's, me forever. Yes, it sounds like it. And I think things like that happen to parents all the time. It's something that we fear, you know, in the back of our minds, but we actually don't think, oh, that's going to happen to me. And just think about it, Alice, that was, you know, Mary just graduated from college. So that was quite a few years ago. And even just thinking today, the world seems like a lot more dangerous place. So as mm-hmm. parents, we need to be thinking about child safety. So many moms and dads are going to be dropping their children off at daycare. And do you feel like you have any good advice for our listeners today about safety within daycare situations? Uh, Safety within daycare, I would just always be uh, checking in at various times of the day. Um, If your work allows you to take an early lunch or a late lunch, just pop in and see how things are going. And I tell people this, not in just in relation to daycares, but in life in general, in different situations, trust your gut instinct. And if instinctively something is gnawing at you and you just don't think something is right, then follow up on that in whatever way that you think is best. Um, I would go with registered daycares who go through Um, at least state and sometimes city ordinances or standards in which they they have to operate. Um, 
I always was more comfortable with the feeling of a regulated daycare rather than an unregulated daycare situation. But I do know that daycare in general is just can be so hard to find in many different areas. But I think overall, just keeping tabs with that person who's caring for your child and trusting your gut instinct. I think that's really great advice. I know I have these fabulous little three grandchildren, Noah, Jonah, and Cordelia. And with my daughters, they do exactly that. I think the popping in when least expected is really valuable and important. I think listening to your child as they get a little bit older and can talk about things because, you know, you're not there. You're not there protecting. And and we're trusting Mm -hmm. these people to provide. Um, So in some of the articles that you've written, and I love Alice's writing ability. So if you haven't purchased a Your Best magazine, you can go online to our website. And Alice is one of our featured writers, and she's fun. She's got some great creativity. One of the articles that you wrote, you talked about not scaring children with safety, but just educating them. Can you tell us what you mean by that? Well, some people, when I talk to them about the different um, scenarios I have presented to my children over the years, um, they say, well, well, don't you scare them? Um, isn't, aren't you making them afraid of life in general? And, of course, it has to be age-appropriate, but also when we're talking about safety for our children, we're not just talking about the boogeyman grabbing them off the street, but we live in the Midwest, and there are weather phenomena all over the nation. Um, what would happen if a tornado uh, were to go through your area? Um, what would happen if uh, there was extreme flooding or a, a terrible thunderstorm and electricity was shut off or communications were altered in some way? Um, it doesn't have to be just a scary situation of terrorism or kidnapping that we uh, rehearse with our children, but just safety in general, just to have a family plan in terms of, okay, let's say, for example, that mom is in an accident when she's coming to get you, and for whatever reason, a relative or a neighbor or a friend is going to be picking you up instead. What is the secret word that we can have that backup um, have that is the past secret password, which also makes it a little fun for children to, to think that they're in on a secret password, yeah, it um, that it's okay to go with this person because something has sure. happened. And they or know just that have word. a plan in place. Well, if you're just tuning in tonight, we're talking with Alice Falk, and Alice worked as a crime analyst for the West Des Moines Police Department for many years. Alice is here today encouraging us with safety tips for our children as we're getting them ready to head back to school. Alice, with all the social media out there being so prevalent in today's society, what can you tell us about keeping our kids safe on the Internet with Facebook and other sites? Well, as a parent, you definitely want to be aware of how active they are on social media. There are several safeguards that can be set on their individual accounts. For example, um, having all private settings so that nothing is displayed as public. And it's a little frustrating with Facebook. I know from time to time different settings can change. So I would also encourage parents not to be complacent and think, well, you know, we looked at that a few months ago, and I made sure that everything was, was locked down in terms of who could see their profile. I would just go back um, from time to time and check periodically to make sure that 
all private information is staying private. And I always had a rule with my children that um, they could not friend anyone who they did not know personally. Um, I, I'm sure that, that you and others have seen these, these uh, news shows that will have different people um, go online with fake personas and end up friending several individuals in the same class or the same friend group just to kind of show. And then at the end of the show, they they let them know how much information that they were able to glean from their profiles, including where they lived, what they were going to be doing that Friday night, where they liked to hang out. Um, And the kids were always just amazed that um, that information was available. Um, A little bit of safeguarding and um, a little bit of training uh, can make social media, can keep social media fun and safe for the kids. Knowing that you worked for the Des Moines Police Department for so many years, what would you tell us to do if one of our children ended up missing? Well, again, we kind of go back to that instinct. Um, If you have a child who likes to wander over to the neighbors to see if they've been baking cookies or has a friend down the street that um, they like to go play with, if it's not unusual, I would certainly check those places first. But definitely, if your gut instinct is that this is not a child who would wander away, this is not a child who would not tell you where they were going, um, and uh, more than a few minutes pass and you do not know where they are, calling 911, getting the process started is never a bad thing. Working for the police department, I can tell you that we would welcome the opportunity to have a 911 call come in that five minutes later turns out not to be the case that it's a missing child. We would rather have 10,000 of those than one family that did not call 911. And then by the time they did, um, you know, something may have happened that did not have a happy outcome. Of course. So again, follow, follow your instinct, know your child, know what their habits are. Um, and, follow-up on instinct. Alice, I'm so grateful for your wonderful advice, and I really do trust that because not only are you a great mom, but just working for the police department and dealing with situations like this gives us comfort that you know what you're talking about. And right now, I just want to give a shout out to a bunch of our friends because, you know, we're from a small town in the middle of nowhere, Clorinda, Iowa. That's where we grew up. And so we want to say hi to a few of our friends. Alice, who are you saying hi to today? I would love to say hi to the Clorinda High School class of 1980. Woo-hoo. We are planning a class reunion this fall, and um, rather than name everybody, I'll just say Clorinda High School class of 1980. Hello to all of you. Hello. We love that. I love that Alice didn't you know, reveal how old we are. Thank you, Alice, for that. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I love it because we're no longer sitting in Mr. Moore's biology class or Mr. Scherf's chemistry class next to each other. <laughs> but here we are a million miles from each other talking now and helping listeners. So listeners, that was Best Life staffer Alice Falk. I want to thank her for her great advice and for helping parents and grandparents today. 
as we're working on keeping our children safe. And speaking of helping parents, here's one of my favorite songs to encourage all of us today. It's by Lauren Daigle, and it's pure encouragement. Let's listen to Oh Lord. Like I'm coming undone This world can often feel lonely No matter what Until this race is won I will stand my ground Where hope can be found I will stand my ground Where hope can be found segment Positive Parenting, and we are preparing families for back to school. Here's our staffer, Dr. Ryan Walker from St. Joe, Missouri, to help us get started on the pathway of a new school year and keeping God at the center of it all. Hi, parents. This is Dr. Ryan Walker. Well, fellow parents, it's that time of year and back to school is upon us. 
I have been quietly observing parents rejoicing over the return of structure in their families' lives and have also seen a fair number of sad faces on children as the end of the summer draws near. As godly parents, our desire is to train our children in the ways of the Lord consistently throughout the year. So here are a few tips for godly parenting that I have found to be beneficial. First, this first tip is for parents. It is not seasonal but continual. Make your primary focus God. For God's glory and the sake of my children, I still make my primary focus in life my relationship with the Lord. As we seek to know God's character and He reveals Himself to us, we will find that our love and adoration for Him increases. My children can sense this love relationship I have with God. As a result of this fellowship, I do not have to point them in the direction I think they should go to find God, but I can take their hand and walk them to the place where God is truly found, in the Spirit-filled, abundant life that Jesus Christ promised us as we live by faith. Secondly, invest time in each one of your children, one-on-one. The school year will get hectic and scheduling is always tough, but for daddies and daughters, a date night is an awesome opportunity to love, cherish, and invest time in your daughter. You can go somewhere nice if you want, but all that matters is that you are with them and that you buy them ice cream at the end of the date. My sons, on the other hand, just like to work with me on the farm, and my oldest can talk continuously for several hours if he's kept occupied with the task. Spend time engaging your children in deep spiritual conversation during these one-on-one times. Superficial stuff is easy to talk about, but has no eternal value. If they have not yet made a decision to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I would encourage you to pray that God would bless you with the opportunity to be the one that guides them through it. Lastly, have a family prayer time and Bible study. You can utilize a devotional book, but always use scripture that relates back to any situations that are going on in the family or at school and help them make application to those situations. For instance, we've had about 1,000 conversations about Ephesians 4.29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And I think this one more week and we will have that one down. Sunday evenings are great because it gives the kids an opportunity to focus their energy on things they desire to pray for regarding the upcoming school week and that they might otherwise overlook. It's a time to grow and seek the Lord as a family. I pray that God is already blessing each of your families in new and unexpected ways this school year. My youngest daughter Lily just shared her memory verse with me and it made me smile. 3 John chapter 1, verse 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. This is Dr. Ryan Walker with Positive Parenting. Thanks for your help, Dr. Ryan. Listeners, today on Your Best with Kathy Weckworth, we're talking about getting our kids ready for back to school. I like this quote by Fred Rogers, also known as Mr. Rogers. In the external scheme of things, shining moments are as brief as the twinkling of an eye, yet such twinklings are what eternity is made of. Moments when we human beings can say, I love you, I'm proud of you, I forgive you, I'm grateful for you. That's what eternity is made of, invisible, imperishable, good stuff. As parents, grandparents, aunts, and uncles, we need to be building into our children's character and encouraging them with love, forgiveness, and inspiration. How we pour into our kids every day into their cumulative years plays a huge role in who they become. Proverbs 22, 6 states, Point your kids in the right direction, and when they're old, they won't be lost. 
Just think how valuable our job is. Just think how much God must trust in us and give us the children that we have. Now, what are we going to do with a day-in and day-out routine? Will we love deeply? Will we encourage at all costs? Will we listen even when we're tired? Will we wash the gym suit at 11 p.m. at night or drive to Cub Foods for four dozen chocolate chip cupcakes? Will we cry with them and laugh with them? Will we give them meaningful compliments? Will we build into them when the world is clawing at them and tearing them down? This week, as you prepare to send your child to school, remember that your home needs to be a haven, a safe place. Remember that whatever it's like out there in the real world, it's okay because they're home now. My daddy told me every night of my life, all the way up until I was a grown adult and then some, that he loved me. He'd say, good night, Kathy. Daddy loves you. I can still hear his voice reassuring me of his love. Today, this day, begin to build into your children. Start fresh. Start on the first day of school and commit to yourself, your spouse, and God that you're going to begin a good work inside of your own home, inside of the hearts of those you love, and make your home a place that feels safe and happy. So when your children go up, they've become the very best they can be because you loved God and you loved them. Let's pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every child out there. Lord, thank you for the parents who are working hard each day to provide a safe haven. Thank you for their patience, their love, their gentle spirits. For those parents who are weary, we'll give them rest and peace. For the kids who are scared for that first day go before them. And for all of us who are neighbors, aunts, uncles, grandparents, or just friends, help us to make our homes and our friendships a safe haven for the children in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's a great quote to close things out from Billy Graham. A child needs both to be hugged and unhugged. The hug lets her know that she or he is valuable. The unhug lets he or she know she is viable. If you're always shoving your child away, they will cling to you for love. If you're always holding them closer, they will cling to you for fear. That was from Billy Graham. Thanks for being with me here on the show today. And if you missed last week's episode, you can log on right here to hear the podcast on www.935kscr.com. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Tune in next week at 6.30 p.m. on our station, KSCR 93.5 FM. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Yeah.